Welcome to My Best 11 podcast. Today we are joined by a defender commonly known as Basher. We are joined by a man who spent his time Nuneaton, most of his career at Luton, making his making the name for himself in the defence there in one of many promotion winning teams of David Plate and finished his career back back home maybe is what I'll find out a little bit later on um, with Coventry. How are you Kirk? Kirk Stevens everyone, how are you Kirk? Yeah, I'm great. Pleasure to be here this evening. Excellent, excellent. Marvin, um, you were in a youth team when Kirk was when Kirk was um, playing? So Kirk, when, Basher, when do you leave? What year was it? 80? Marvin, where are we going with this? I used to be 80, your boot boy. 80. Who's <laughs> <laughs> no, so your apprentice? Basher <laughs> um, left in left in eighty four. I'm, I'm guessing it was eighty four, eighty five. I couldn't quite work out. Exactly. Right, yeah, so, it was, was eighty four, eighty five season. Yeah. yeah, and I and I and I joined the club as an apprentice in eighty five. So I was um, practicing midweek with Luton when obviously Basher was still there, but didn't really was in, wasn't really involved with the first team that much. But again, being um, a player who eventually played for, I was very well knowledge about the, the the group that in 82 which got promotion from the old division two division one and I, I know I mean I know I knew of all the players by by names but didn't actually know them personally um not until maybe a few years back it was it until once like you, yeah. you came to a few games and then obviously got introduced we, to him and yeah we got to know all the apprentices and all the young lads coming through and we had a, we had a fantastic relationship not only with the manager and the coach and uh, the reserves and the, the apprentices we were the kit lady, the groundsman, Dick Russell. We, so we were one big team all together. So, you know, we, we you talked touched on the promotion year a minute ago. You, we, it wasn't the 11 that were out there that day. It was the whole club as a club, you know, from the, the tea lady to the kit lady to, the, you know, Dick the groundsman uh, uh, to the best players on the pitch. We we're all one big team. So you, you young lads were all part of that. And uh, right. to this day, I'm still good friends with John Cole. You remember John Cole? Uh, John Cole. He played John Cole. He went in from Birmingham. He's a Birmingham lad. Oh, right. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I remember him. Friends with some of the, the old apprentices. So, uh, yeah, we go back a long way. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to dig into that a bit more. I've just written down some 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 thoughts as they as they come into my head. So um, what we're going to do, those people who haven't listened to the podcast before, um, Kirk will go through his best 11 players he's ever set foot on a pitch with, all the way from goalkeeper down to where the big money is paid up front. So we're going to dive straight in and start off with Kirk. Over to you. What formation have you picked and why? Well, I'll tell you what, as Marvin will tell you, this is probably one of the hardest questions you ever ever asked. Who were the best players you played with and against? Because I played, I was very fortunate. I played with some fantastic footballers in my in my career, uh, and against some, you know, the likes of Mario Kempis, I played against uh, world class footballers. So to pick the best ones I ever played with, you know, is is a bit could be harsh on one or two that I leave out because. <laughs> You know, they probably were there or, you know, it was one of them, toss a coin, it's either him or him. So, uh, but I've got, I've, I've made a few notes here. Um, and you, 
you can give and Masha, sorry, you can give honorable mentions. So like you can like obviously say, look, I mean, I played with some fantastic goalkeepers. So and so was a really good shot stopper. So and so was a great lad. So and so was a really good. Yeah. But the one I'm going to pick is, and then we got to try and guess. So you can give honorable mentions as well. So you can mention other people. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, that sounds great. So we we'll start with the goalkeeper then. We'll start. We'll start with formation. What formation are you going for? Formation. Formation. Well, I mean, Pleaty was an attacking type of guy. I mean, we played four at the back. Uh, we played predominantly uh, two-stroke, two-stroke four across the middle um, and two up front. But the, we predominantly had wide men. Yeah. And uh, so the wide men were not only wingers, but they were defending wingers, as it were. Uh, and it was an attacking formation, which, you know, we've we seen a lot of success uh, with the side that, we, you know, turned out there. So uh, it would be four... Four two, four two four. Okay. Yep. Excellent. So, over to you, goalkeeper. The goalkeeper. Well, I, I was really fortunate. I played with uh, what I'd consider consider three uh, fantastic goalkeepers uh, for dif- different reason re- reasons. Uh, one of them, uh, he was just such a character and very charismatic. Everybody loved him. Uh, even either the away fans used to hate him, but love him really. Uh, home fans loved him, but he was like, he was just a brilliant character and a great person to be with. And I became good friends with him. Uh, so this one, great character. Uh, the second one I'd, uh, I'd mention would be uh, a goalkeeper that was probably the best professional footballer I played with. Uh, he was there after training. You know, he get some of the young lads to stay behind afterwards, putting crosses in, getting his angles right. Terrific pro, absolutely terrific. So good that he spent his whole career in it, apart when he got to the club I was with, he spent his whole career there and probably only retired uh, last year or the year before. Brilliant, professional, great goalkeeper. And he's up there amongst the top three. And the third one, uh, he didn't get no no caps at all. And uh, he's probably most uh, unluckiest, player, one of, one of the most unluckiest players, never to get a cap for his country. And he was brilliant. He, you know, he dominated the area for us. He was a good goalkeeper and strong, brave and great fun. Great fun to be is that, is that Basha, is, is, that, is that last one the one you're picking for your choice in goal? The last one you just mentioned? Well, I've got to be honest, uh, I'm, I'm still undecided because. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a punt at the last one you just was talking about, and I'm going to say Jake Finley. Uh, you know him well, don't you? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Jake was my best mate at the club, and we roomed for six years, but he didn't get any uh, Scottish cap. It was unbelievable. When Jake come for the ball, you moved because if you if you didn't move, you were going to get punched. Turon, whatever. Jake was coming for that ball. But for a big guy, his agility was unbelievable. Uh, and he was just a fantastic goalkeeper. Fantastic goalkeeper. Uh, and I, I would have to put Jake in there as number one. But he only just tipped... Steve Agrizovic. Steve Agrizovic, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, I still see... Speak to Jake regularly still. I, I meet Oggy at least uh, once every... Uh, four weeks, the 87 squad that won the Cup at Coventry get together every sort of six to eight weeks. And because I was part of the team 
before getting me injured and missing out on that year. Uh, I was the, the lads all considered me part of the, the squad. Oh, that's great. Meet up and uh, you know, a great set of lads. So yes, Augie was Augie was right there, and it was really really difficult. And then there's of course the Les Seeley. Les yeah, Seeley, cat. Yep, the cat. cat. The cat. Everybody loved Les uh, for all different reasons. You know, we want to struggle him sometimes, but what a character. <laughs> What a cat, what a Dell boy. He was a great bloke. Great, but you have, you have him in the room and things are lively all the time. Right. And uh, his type are, are not about anymore. You know, they've, they've stopped, made the through the bloody box away for Yellow Sealy's in this world. And, <laughs> you know, he's you know, passed away now, as we all know. And he's a sad, sad loss to football and to all who knew him. No, without doubt. Well, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you, Kirk. So, um, I'm just going to ask, as a as a, maybe somebody who didn't grow up watching um, watching that '82 team, can I just ask if you don't? I might be offending you. Where did the nickname Basher come from? Well, I was uh, I do things in a bit of a robust way, you know. <laughs> so I, it is if, that okay? If I, if I kick the ball, or I, I kicked an opponent, or I hit a tennis ball, or I hit a golf ball, but this particular day it was. Believe it or not, uh, another sport. And Brian Steen actually called me it to start with. And one of the other lads turned around and I don't want to use the language they used at the time. They said, oh, he's absolutely, you know, like you, you that's all you do to a ball. You bash it. And the, the, the name, it was actually, I don't know if you want a little guess of the game, but uh, golf? I've already mentioned, I've already mentioned golf now and tennis. No. Kirk Stevens, a snooker player. Oh. oh, down the pool hall, down the yes, down those. That was... We would be down the Embassy Club playing. Yes, snooker down there, and the one in Berry Park right. was it? Is that the one in Berry Park? That's the one. Yeah, that, just down the bottom there. Yeah. I mean, that I remember, like just like quite early, like what it was called, Killer. When it used to like pick a a card yeah. and used to like try and pop the ball, and once you pop your your ball and you was the right one if you and you had that number or whatever it was that colour you got the pot didn't you that's right I remember that game so we were down there we played with Ricky and Steenie and one or two other lads Mossy we're going to have a game of snook and I just sort of I've got no finesse whatsoever I mean if you'd have seen me with the ball with the football at my feet you'd have probably agreed but uh, yeah so Steenie just said oh why is it you get on the football field and you just bash everything. You bash players, the ball, everything. And you've got no soot on us at all. And then players snooker, he said, that's it, you bash. You're, you're, you bash it, and that was it. It stuck from then. So is and it just the nickname for the football field, or did you get it called it at home as well now? Well, my I had two young children when I first joined Luton, and for the first four years of their life, they thought my, my name was Basher. They didn't know <laughs> called me Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Steen. <laughs> yeah, so it, it just stuck, and you know, everywhere I go down to Luton now, I get, I'm still, um, I've got a lot of friends and people that are still interested in my my football thoughts. So I do, I don't do a lot of social media, but when I'm on there, they were everybody still refers to me as Basha. You know, I got calls today because we're playing a uh, commentary are playing tomorrow against Luton. So all my mates have been on Basha, Basha. You got any tickets? And, you know, can we see you up there a drink before? And it's all basher. There's very few things. Hi, Kirk, how are you? Yeah. Which is nice. It's nice. It's very, you know, to know that, you know, I was I was taken in by the Luton crowd and uh, I'd like to think I sort of 
thought the world of them and they thought the world of us. So it's a great relationship. Oh, definitely. When we when we mentioned to a few people you're coming on, that's we only heard good noises. So I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. So we'll move to right back, left back. Which one do you want to go? Okay, let's go to left back first then. Yep. I play I played with probably three. Well, no, it's probably there was probably four, but uh there's two that outshone the other two. Uh the, the two uh that probably got outshone a little bit. One of them, uh, he, was a, he was a regular in the team. He didn't know where he'd be playing, but predominantly at left back. Uh, and he, he'd done a great filling job. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Right. He'd done a great filling job. You know, he came in and done a job wherever he was asked to play, but predominantly at the left back or down the left side. So he, he was a terrific guy who I've got loads of respect for because he knew, I think, his limitations and he that you never moaned about being a sub or being taken off. So for the re- for them reasons, you know, his his attitude was brilliant. Then I got a young lad that came in at left back who uh, went on to have a great career, and uh, uh, I helped him out on one occasion when he got a bit of stick off an opponent, and so I because I'm a little bit older and wiser, I went over and had to sort this situation out, and uh, I sorted that out. Uh, so he, he he went on to be a, a great ball, but I didn't play with him long enough because I moved and then he moved shortly after. And then I got two other fullbacks, one of them so strong uh, and probably the best left foot I've seen on a, a left-sided player. Uh, he gained international caps, left, right and centre. Uh, uh, I, I think he played for his country, possibly... 40 times, 50 times maybe. Uh, terrific uh, player. Uh, I actually, uh, so here's a little bit of a clue, actually when he left the club, I don't know uh, which club he went to. I can't remember. It's that long ago. But what a great, great uh, defender. Terrific. And then there's another left back. Again, another real strong, like, a, a cavalier type fullback. And he was uh, a he was a great pro. I know he used to leave training and he would catch a train to go and watch, uh, say, Arsenal play because he, he loved Kenny Sampson and he wanted to watch what Kenny done in games. So he used to go and watch Kenny Sampson to, just to improve his own game. And he went on to get caps as well for his country. So there's two fullbacks, really. Again, it was really, really close. But the first I, one, <laughs> was, that, was the first one you're talking about, Wayne? Turner? The very first one I was talking about. Yeah, was that yes, Wayne? Wayne, Wayne yeah, Turner, yeah. yeah. Great lad. Came in, done a good job whenever he was asked. I'm still good friends. We talk regularly on the phone now. So I'd have to give him a real good mention because a great <laughs> gr- great club man, you know. In, right. Yeah. And so, the second one, the second one, was that Mitchell Thomas? Mitchell Thomas, young lad, came into the squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he was making his second game. The second game for the club, and we were playing Watford, and unfortunately had an incident where uh, the the player was uh, he knew what he was doing, and Mitchell was a young lad, and the the player timed it perfect, and he he could have broke Mitchell's leg. To be honest, but yeah, uh, I I was really really angry and annoyed at it, and uh, I showed my uh, uh, anger. Uh, I probably shouldn't say too much about it because pretty. Mm-hmm. 
probably was the only person in the crowd that seen what went on because as Mitchell cleared the ball down by the, the old line, down the left, the old bobber stand, the linesman's gone, the referee's gone, the whole of the crowd have gone that way. And so nobody's seen what has gone on, apart from the 4,000 that stood in the old, uh, what's the end, as you come out of the tunnel left hand side? The old side. enclosure. Uh, um, Oak Road End. The, Oak, the Oak enclosure Road main Road. stand. Yeah. Oak Road End. Yeah. And so I've got all the Oak Road End chanting, there's only one, Basher Stevens, Basher, but nobody's seen what I've done. And I'm going, shut up, shut up. You get me sent off. <laughs> so I'm turning around to him, going, this, cut it, cut it. So there's only one bash. And we think, oh, Jesus Christ. So eventually, they call the, they have to call the physio on because we sort of clashed, me and this other player. And they had to call him on and get him nose and bring him around again. And uh, Oh, he was out. Hey? He was out if he needed the old smelling salts. Yeah, yeah, I mean... If I was going to walk, I was going to walk for a reason. Uh, I don't really want to mention his name. But it's, it's not probably... Uh, it is what he'd done. He timed it, but there's, he goes on in football. You know, he got his foot there at the last minute. But it was what he said afterwards. And, right. uh, so I don't have to... I don't want to sort of go on. No, no. So, no. And, and, and the third one you talked about, was that Mark Hazelwood? It was Mark Hazelwood. It was Mark Hazelwood. Terrific, terrific defender. Uh, great left pack, strong as an ox. I used to sort of think, you know, we, he pings the ball about magnificent. Uh, but uh, as the I fourth say, one, really the, fourth, the fourth, the fourth one. one now, I'm not, I'm struggling with. I, I, I haven't got. I know you said it went on to have an international. I, I no one's come to mind as yet. The only me, one that comes to mind for me is. Mom. He got a lot of international caps. He did get a lot of All international caps. And I'm going to guess... Oh, it Mal? It, Mal? I'm, Mal? No, I'm going to guess it's Stuart Pearce. It is Stuart Pearce. Yes. Done, Andrew. Yes. 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 Mar- Marvin was concentrating on Luton Town. I was. Up commentary. Yes. Oh, I forgot about Stuart Pearce. Yes, you're right. So what, which one is it, though, Basher? Who, who's the I, one you choose? I've got to go for Stuart Pearce. Again, okay. for his professionalism and what he'd done coming out of non-league football. Yeah. <coughs> so he used to go and watch the Arsenal every week to improve his game. I didn't know that. When, when Arsenal were playing, he could go to a game. He could watch Kenny Sampson. Yeah. Wow. We'd say, well, we're all going here. We're all night out tonight, Percy. He says, no, no. He said, I'm, I'm going to go and watch uh, uh, Kenny Sampson play tonight. We go train back to London to go and watch him play. So, yeah, terrific professional. Uh, good, good lad as well. We had some... Good. I mean, I had a party at my house one night and all the lads are there. We had a great night. I mean, this is a fantastic buffet on. Anyway, we went to bed about three o'clock in the morning and I get into bed and Piercy had been up and tipped all the salad in the bed. Onions, tomatoes. So I've got into bed with all these onions. But I've had a few drinks, I didn't use. My missus is going crazy. So we became really good friends with Piercy, obviously. But he was an electrician before he went, well, he was, when he was at Wilson. So uh, when he's come up to Coventry, he, he got digs, but he wanted to be around the lads. So he'd offered to do jobs around your house, you know, just for a dinner or something. So my missus wanted this beautiful lantern put fitting in the one of the back bedrooms, your daughter's bedroom. So I said, oh, son, oh, I'll, come, I'll come and fit that for you. I'll come and fit that. I said, you sure? He said, yeah, yeah. So what do you want? He said, get your missus to cook me a dinner. Fine. 
So he's come round in the back bedroom. I've got him, kept checking on him. How are we going, Percy? Yeah, all right, all right. 10 minutes, 15 minutes. All right, Percy. Yeah, yeah, almost done, almost done. I've gone back up. I've looked in the room and I've looked up at it and I've said, Percy, I said, that's a great job. Looks absolutely brilliant. Anyway, as he's getting, coming down and out, he's put his arm over my shoulder. I don't know if I've said to him, that's a great job, Percy, but how long is it going to last? He said, that light bash will be up there as long as, and as he said it, I swear to God, as if my dad was up there and undone the screws. It was a real only fools and horses moment. <laughs> the, lot, the, the lot come crashing down. Well, me and Percy are lying on the bed, laughing our heads off. And like, we just could not stop laughing. Of course, my missus come up and what? She's going crazy. This lance is this light fitting she paid a fortune for. So he actually, if you if you read his book, he mentions both of them things in his book. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great, great fullback, great player, and uh, you know he went on to achieve fantastic things. You know from non-league football. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> That's a cracking story. That's- mm. Excellent. Um, we'll move to right back then, across from the other side from Stuart. Now, for yourself, before we get into right back, where do you think you sat best across the back? I, I, I played right back predominantly because I, yeah. so, as a kid, I used to watch Terry Cooper at Leeds United, and he was a cavalier fullback. Terry Cooper, you probably—I don't know if you've seen any of the games. He, all he wanted was get forward, and he was encouraging at forward. He got Eddie Gray outside of him, and he could oh, fantastic and. I thought, that's what I want to be. I want to be an attacking fullback, not a defending fullback. So I watched some different fullbacks and what they had went about the game. And fortunately, uh, David Pleat, the manager, encouraged it. You know, he said, let's get forward as often as we can. When you receive a ball, our first pass should be always forward, if possible. So I, I played it right back and, I, you know, I, I felt really comfortable there and really at home. But in an emergency, I could play alongside the centre-half. So, uh, but yeah, right back, uh, right side midfield, right back was my place. Excellent. And I, and I knew, I knew my limitations as well. So, uh, yeah, that was great for me. So you're never doing a Mitchell and going up front? No, it never sort of, I mean, you always dream of playing up front and scoring goals, don't you? And getting the glory because the defenders, as Marvel know, you know, they, they don't get no glory at the back. It's all up front. Marvel used to love those runs. Just, just going, just marauding. Once his legs got going, they couldn't stop Miles' legs. <laughs> that's, that's the, that was always the best form of defence for me. I knew if I had the ball up there, end, I got a hell of a long way to go to get get an opportunity at our end. <laughs> hey, we did, didn't we? Sending an hour off the field, they can't score. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Right back. Right back. So, uh, there's one or two right backs that... I'd say were really, really good players. So uh, the first one I'll mention, uh, he was a very, very cultured right back. He were, he got, he could pass the ball. He read the ball. He read the game well. He he was very, very, he, he was quick. Uh, he wasn't a big, strong fullback, but he was, he was quick. But his passing and his, his reading of the game was really, really good. And uh, I'd have to say he was amongst two of the top right backs that I would have gone for. The other one were, was a, a bit stronger. He was a bit, uh, almost a bit like me, a bit of a marauder. He liked to get forward. Uh, uh, again, probably 
Uh, I'm probably going to give too much away here, but I'm sure he based his game on my game because probably came in and uh, done a, a great job at right back. And uh, he went on to have a, a great career in football. And, uh, and the, the thing about him was as well, as was the other lad, they're both really, really nice lads. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't need to kick. They could play both play football. And both are really, really good footballers. So um, out of the full backs, I could only go, there was only three, and I was the other one, and they were both better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Breaker was the second one. Second one. Yeah, Tim was the second one. Yeah. I mean, if you if you go to any Luton fan and ask him, you go to a poll and, you know, your best team ever, and you'd, it would always be either Tim or myself at fullback, uh, which is quite nice. Uh, uh, so Tim was a... a a really, really good, strong player. And I thought he did a great job for the club. And, uh, you know, yeah. Pleaty again, like, Pleaty's just fetched him through, fetching the young kids through. Yeah. The first one, was he at Luton as well, or was he at Coventry? Coventry. Uh, I'm going to, I'm not sure if he's a fullback, though. I'm going to say Greg Downs. Greg was a fullback, but he was left back. Okay. <laughs> and Greg, I love him to bits, but he'd have been nowhere near my first 11. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Danzy, if you're listening to this, I do apologise, mate. Get in contact with Marv and you can get your own back. Um, <laughs> Andrew, do you think of- oh, where did Mickey Adams play? Right back? No, Mickey Adams played in midfield. Midfield. Oh, Mickey, oh, Mickey Adams, no, left back. Left back or wide left? Left back or wide left, yeah. Yeah, Mickey Adams, yeah, bomb down the left. Good player. No, you know, he's. What, what no. about. Um, what about. Um, what's his name? I can't think of his real his real name. I just know his nickname. Um, Bugsy. 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 What's his name? Is it Bugsy? I'll, I'll give you a clue. Brian. Burrows. There you go. And oh, you're right. No. Brian Burrows. Bugsy. That's yeah. it. I'm, I'm still, we still, I still see Brian at our get-togethers regular. He works for the FA now and has done for many years. Uh, what a cultured fullback he was. Yeah. He was great passer of the ball and could read the game and you know he's uh, he, he was a, a very very good fullback Brian. Uh, you know when I look at the right backs, you look at the two of them. Uh, if you're asking me, you're going to go for it's a real tough one, really is because the two they're, they're both great players, right? But because I think both of them had to fill a big gaping hole that somebody left. I think Tim Breaker would probably win it. Because he had a bigger hole to fill than Brian Burrows. He had to follow me. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that's just reminded me that to touch on something there. I mean, I think most people watching or listening know the, the, the story behind how you started, obviously, at Nuneet and stuff. But was you ever, as a, a youngster, like have trials or any like oh, any clubs before the Nuneet and stuff yeah. came about? Not you, man. You were probably at Luton for years as a schoolboy or whatever. You know, I was at Coventry from the age of nine and at the age of 15, I got a letter. I'm expected to sign for the youth team and get an apprenticeship there. And everybody, everybody thought I was. And I got a letter off Noel Campwell, an old manager there, saying he didn't think I was good enough at the time. So release me. Uh, I was heartbroken. You know, my dream was to play football. So uh, if I can quickly touch on what happened just after that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I absolutely devastated. So I joined a local works team, Massey Ferguson. 
So I'm at age 15 and I've gone into this works league where the men were men and you had to, you know, protect yourself. And, and I went in there and I'd done a, a great job for six months. Um, I, I played for a fellow called Stan Smith, who used to play for Coventry City many, many, many moons ago. And uh, he, he, he recommended to a fellow called Dave Kite, who was a scout at an Eaton Borough, that they come and watch me. So they come and watch me and Kite asked me to go to an Eaton Borough. I went and played one youth team game. Pleaty was at the game because Pleaty was manager there then. I played one year team game and uh, Pleaty then wanted me to come and sign for him. So I signed for Nuneaton Borough. Uh, I had the option of going to Peterborough United as a full-time pro, uh, but I opted to go to non-league uh, because I just started a construction company at the time with my dad. Me and my dad went into business and uh, when I was 18, 17, 18. And uh, uh, we started construction, so it worked well for me non-league. So I joined Nuneaton Borough and uh, I, I had six fantastic years at Nuneaton. But after six months, uh, David Pleat and the club parted ways. Um, and to this day, Marv, I remember walking out, the, walking into the ground for training on a Tuesday night and Pleat is walking out and he's got all his gear under his arm. I said, you're right, boss. He said, Kirk, he said, I want to shake your hand. He says, well done. You've done brilliant while you've been here, uh, the, month, the months I've had you here. And I can promise you this, if I ever become manager of a football league club, I will come back and sign you. I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of humble. You know, I feel, thanks very much. I really appreciate that. And off he went. Now, I've gone to Nuneaton. I've gone in the first team. I didn't come out of the first team for six years. Uh, during that six years, David Pleat became a scout at Luton, uh, became a youth team coach, became a reserve team coach reserve team manager, first team coach. And after six years, he became uh, the manager. Harry Aslam left and David Pleat became the manager. Within the first week of becoming manager, he sold the Fudger Twins to Manchester City. He sold Steve Buckley to Derby County. This is well before us. Um, and I come home from work one night that week and my wife Karen said, uh, there's some fellow been on the phone for you, Kirk. He wouldn't give me his name. So I got home from work, later on he called up, uh, Kirk, it's Dave. I said, David, how are you? Blah, blah. He said, you still want to be a full-time uh, player? I'm 23 now. I said, yeah, I'd love to be. He said, a bit, uh, he said, well, you might have to act on things that you read and see in the papers. Of course, next night in the papers, uh, Nuneaton turned down an offer for Kirk Seams from Luton Town Football Club. I go and see the chairman and said, no, no, Kelly, I found was chairman at Nuneaton. You cannot deny me the chance of going into the football league. I'm 23. I'll never get the chance again. It's my dream. I've got to go. And refused to let me go. So uh, I called a couple of board members up and told the board that I wouldn't be playing for Nuneaton Borough again. I'm going to go and play non-league amateur football uh, because I think it's disgusting after six great years that you can't give me the opportunity to, uh, to go. Anyway, I'll cut a long story short. I was sold to Luton Town the following morning at 10 o'clock. So please, you kept that promise. Six years on, he came <laughs> back on. and signed me in. Uh, I've had a great relationship with him ever since. Uh, still talk to each other two or three times a week. So, yeah, so I think wow. the, the business went from strength to strength. We got bigger and bigger. And so I was working. I was finishing games, uh, training on a, a Tuesday afternoon, going back home to the Midlands, 
and probably go tarmacking on a Wednesday with the lads or building or whatever <laughs> midday off. Everybody thought I was crackers, but it was my life. I was that's what I was used to doing. So it was brilliant. I combined the business with playing for Luton. So I lived the dream. You know, I really did live a dream. That's so incredible. yeah, so that's where it all came from. I ended wow. up Luton Town. That is an amazing story of tenacity, but also having to take take your opportunity. And some people would look at that story and say, it's probably not the right thing to do morally. But at the end of the it day... I was, the- I, was, I, was, I was put in a corner that, you know, it's, uh, you know I, I was, my heart and soul went into the Neaton Borough. I love the club, yeah. everything. And I still do to this day today. I'm down there regularly doing a bit of hospitality. But I just wanted that one chance. Yeah. If I didn't get that yeah. chance, and the chance slips through my hands, or, you know, who knows? And uh, well, at the think- end of the day, Noel Kelly, who was the chairman at the time, and then we're still really, really good friends now. I talked to him about the situation, and he only kept saying to me was, Kurt, I'm chairman of Nuneaton. We were a big non-league club at the time, us and Wimbledon, the top non-league. He said, I wanted to get into the football league, Kurt, and I wanted you to be part of it. I said, yeah, but no, I've got a chance of going straight into what is now the championship. Yeah, into the second division with Luton Town. So he understood at the end of the day. Everyone's got their perspective and got their angles and their reasons. So definitely definitely so. So we move to centre-backs. Centre-backs, there we go. Now, I played with a few good centre-backs in my time. I played uh, with one of the most uh, cultured defenders uh, I've ever played with, obviously, I'll mention it now. He was just so good at reading the game, so good in the air. Uh, he was quick. He could play in two or three different positions. Uh, he was uh, unbelievable. Uh, just got on with his job, and you didn't notice what he'd done, but he was brilliant. The other fella was exactly the same. There's two players, absolutely identical uh, I became good friends with both of them, uh, personal friends. Uh, and they were both unbelievable footballers. Read the game. Uh, they didn't, uh, both were quite quick for the, the size. Uh, so there's two that stand out for them reasons. They, yep. You know, they were terrific, terrific footballers. Terrific. One, uh, one, Matt, one of them it... got international caps. Yeah. The other, like... Uh, Jake Finley, he didn't get any international caps. He was called up, got injured the week before, so pulled out, but didn't get another opportunity. So, and for me, that was outrageous. Uh, if it had been with a bigger club, he would have had he would have had 50, 60 caps. Brilliant footballer. So him and the other fella are on par with each other. So yeah, Andrew, do you know, well, we know Mal's one. Mal Donaghy's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Mal Donaghy's one of them. He's an unbelievable player, Mel. He's a great, great footballer. Uh, he, he was just terrific. And Mel was quiet. He'd finish a game. Uh, he'd perhaps have one drink with the lads and then he'd be off home, whereas the, lad, the rest of us would be down Lino's or down the Italian round the corner in Burridge Park or wherever we all went out with our wives. Uh, Mel was never there. He'd always go home. And, uh, you, know, and you know, that's why he got 76 caps. You know, he was a... A proper ended up playing for United and Chelsea, so you don't get yeah. So what career? Yeah, so he's one of them. There's the other one, one, the other one will play for Coventry. Yeah, but I haven't. I've got another centre half oh. yet. I've got to mention. Oh, so uh, 
So another centre-half, for completely different reasons, completely different reasons, he, he, he probably wasn't good on the ball. He probably, uh, he, was, he was good, he was brilliant in the air, he was uh, a big, strong lad, and I sort of thought the world of him, I thought, what a player, what a player he is, until, there's a bit of a clue, until Paul Walsh turned him inside out and back to front, and all sorts. I felt it showed up all his weaknesses. For a great guy, great character, and a terrific centre half, but he doesn't quite make my my two defensive centre halves. So is that, is it, is, it, is Mal Donaghy one of the centre halves? Yes. Well, well Mal Donaghy is one of the centre halves. Yeah. Right, Andrew, where is it? Where will you go with the Coventry one? Who that? I'll go with Coventry. He played for Coventry in Luton. Who's that? Peaky. Peaky. Trevor Peak. Spot on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one who did get in, not the one who was skinned by Walshy. No, no, the, you know, no, the one that was skinned, uh, the one that was skinned by Walshy, big centre half, uh, FA Cup winner. Mark Morrison? Sorry? No, not Mark Morrison, is it? No, well, he's at Brighton and Liverpool. Where did, um, where did Allardyce play? Bef- uh, just after me, but he wasn't. No, he's big salmon. That's what you're talking about, big players who get skinned. I can see Paul yeah, skinning Sam Allardyce. He's he done a great job for the club. Yeah. Uh, who was when, this? Who, the cup final got skinned by Walshy. Who would that yeah, be? Yeah, Walshie, that it... wasn't, wasn't in the cup final. It was another game where I was, I was, I was involved in where Walshy oh. come up against him and I thought, well, Walshy, what are you done to him? He's got to tie himself now. <laughs> Who's that? He actually then? lifted... He actually... Trevor Peake was the captain of the Coventry for the years I was there. Yeah. When we got to the cup final, we'd had a bit of a, a, a few weeks before the cup final, there was a bit of a misunderstanding on the timing that the lads should have been back into the rooms before a game one night. And Trevor misunderstood the, the, the instructions and was a little bit late. So the manager went, fell out with him and stripped him of the captaincy. Oh, to, oh um, kill Klein. Yeah, he was just he done a great job, but yeah, he was he was there to be taken. And uh, I see, I say, Paul Walsh one day, Killer was playing for Notts County at the time, and uh, Walsh he was turning him inside out and back to front. So he done that to Mark Robinson as well. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Kilclain was with a defender. If I had to, right, I was going to play five at the back. He would have got in as well. But you're going with Peaky and Mal. Peaky and Mal Donaghy, yes. Excellent, excellent. Well, what we can do is we're going to pause it there for a moment. Um, and yep. then when we come back, we will hear the rest of Kirk Stevens' My Best Eleven. Welcome back to the second part of Kirk Stevens' Basher um, Best Eleven. So far, we have Jake Finley, Stuart Pearce, Tim Breaker, Mal Donaghy, and Trevor Peake. I'm going to hand straight over to Marvin for Marv's 60 seconds. Okay, um, first thing what comes to mind, Basha, um, best ground you played at? Oh, it's a difficult one, 60 seconds. I don't know, was there, there was some great... Liverpool was fantastic. Valencia, yeah, Valencia, probably the Valencia. best Yep. All right. Um, Bundesliga, La Liga, or Serie A? Which one for quality? Ooh. Uh, uh, La Liga. 
Okay. Pele or Maradona? I'm going to go with Pele. I'm going to go All with right. Pele. Favourite other sport? Uh, Favourite other sport? Uh, golf. I love a game of golf. VAR or no VAR? No VAR. There's a, no talking points on the Saturday in the pub, Sunday in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I know the answer to this one. If you wasn't a footballer, what would you have done? You go into business, is that what it is? Construction, yeah. Construction. Construction, yeah. Okay. Which team would suit your game more today? Liverpool or Man City? Probably Man City. All right. Yeah, Favourite yeah. holiday destination? Uh, Las Vegas. Beer, wine or spirit? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny, funniest player? Funniest? Player, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Later on now, Jake Finley when we played... After the game, David Moss at the moment. All right. Golden goal or penalty shootout? <sighs> Golden goal. Last one, Marvin. All right. If you could change one rule in the game, what would it be? Oh, dear, dear. One rule in the game. I really, really don't know. It's so difficult, that is. Yeah. Uh, probably the offside law. Yeah. Okay. Good. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you're more of a Pele man than Maradona. Is that because you're an, you're a lion heart, yeah. heart and you can never pick Maradona? Uh, it's like Ronaldo and Messi. Who do you have? The, 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 you know, it's the, the, the two, I've seen Pele as a kid growing up. You know, and I've seen what he'd done on the pitches, and you know, and Maradona was unbelievable. But probably I can't forgive him for the under God. So uh, not for that reason. But I think Pele was unbelievable. So. Yes, and I think it's difficult to compare players from different eras. Very, very difficult. Because even Pelé and Maradona, people bunched together. But yeah. they, they were they were still at their peak. They were still 20 years apart. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're different types of players, weren't they? I mean, Maradona, give him the ball at his feet. I mean, the goal he scored against England, everybody raves about that goal when he's gone past six players. But that's a, he's done well. But the defender was awful, you know, for me. Yeah. You know, good defenders should have stopped that. Yes. I, 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 love, I love the shot with, um, is it Peter Reid? Peter Reid's just like, he's, he's thinking someone's like, he's behind him all the way, isn't he? So like, but Maradona's running with the ball. That's running the thing, he's the got ball. the ball and he's not, and Peter Reid, I know he wasn't the, the fastest, but still, he didn't make any inroads into catching Maradona whatsoever once Who on the halfway line. Who was Ladmar playing at number six for England that day? Uh, Butcher. One of them, Terry Butcher. Terry Butcher. No, was who the lad playing centre half then? Um, there was Butcher uh, and he was a bit of a kicker as well. I didn't, I didn't rate him, he, and he got showed up for me in that game. Which club was he at? Which, who was that? though? I mean, Butcher uh, and. Oh, what's his name? Sorry, I can't think of his name at the minute. Do you know what club anyway, he was at? I've... I can't even tell you what club he was at, but it was. I'll look it, it up later on. Right, it wasn't Watson, was it? No, it wasn't Watson. No, no, Watson. No, no. It's a slim lad, thin. Slim, slim. Yes. What? Ah, uh, oh, something. Steve Hodge. No, Hodge. he's a midfielder. He's a midfielder, Hodges. Was it? No, not Hodges. He's no, a, no. Not Hodges. He's a, he's he a midfielder. Went left. Hodges, but it's the number six that came out of defence to try and try to get a leg in. But it was just. I thought it was. Book. I thought that was Terry. Number Butcher. six was Terry Butcher. I just looked at yeah. my phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, who uh, who else was in the back four? Uh, the back number who was in the back four? Number five, not Russell Osmond, no, 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 not Russell Osmond. Uh, Kenny Sampson was in defence. So uh, yeah. Butcher, Stevens, 
Stevens. Gary Stevens? No, not Gary Stevens, no. Um, the whole but team. It comes up in a minute. Fennick. Terry Fennick. Terry Fennick. I mean, Terry, I don't know if Terry's listening to this, but Terry, how well you done, son, to get a bloody England cap. <laughs> so we're in touch of trying to think about. <laughs> and there's Radford, there's Radford, Marv. <laughs> Listen, if, if he's listening, he played for England, so you don't play for England if you're not half good. But for me, it was terrible defending, which made Maradona look even better. But, right. You know, when you see some of the stuff Pelé done, you know, different types of players. Yes, so, correct. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So we're going to move on to midfield. Do you want to start wide or in the middle? Uh, let's start uh, wide on the right. Righty ho. Because I'm going to play, like I said, the two attacking, uh, the two wide men can get forward and get back. Uh, the, the one the player on the right, I'll start with first. Uh, footballing wise, great footballer, great feet. He 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 didn't get involved with much that was going on apart from what was going on around him. But giving the ball, he gave defenders, good pass defenders. He put great crosses in. Uh, he's well known for a couple of crosses he's put in. Fantastic balls into the box. Uh, but he did a lot more than people recognised him. He did a lot of work off the ball. That people, you know, a lot of players didn't, a lot of supporters didn't see him doing, but he done it, and he done it with effect. And he was a, a really, really good footballer. But his his crossing abilities, he should be out there to this day teaching people how to get crosses in and you know getting in behind behind defenders. So great, great player. The other one was probably more all round. Uh, he was his ability on the ball. Uh, he, he, the things he'd done, you know, his technique in dropping his shoulder going the other way, and all his all round ability uh, was probably as good as I've played with, along with the fellow I've just mentioned before. But uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. He scored goals. I've seen him juggle a ball on his head past defenders in the penalty box, ball fell down, his smashed on the back of the net. Uh, he wasn't a he wasn't a showman. Wasn't a showman, but he was just natural, just yeah. his natural ability. And I think you know where I'm going with this. He's, he's he was absolutely uh, he he made me a better player. He made me look a better player than I was because right. it, my manager at the time would be saying, uh, "Kurt, when you've got a, uh, when you've got a striker attack, you when you come against you, you should always have that midfield cover." And this fella gave me that much midfield cover. That I didn't have to do much. He did the most of my job for me, yeah. uh, and I, and then to top it off above all that, it was probably one of the nicest blokes I've ever met in football. So that one, uh, so that one is is Ricky, Ricky, yes. Yeah, that one's Ricky, Ricky. Uh, so I would be going with Ricky. Yeah, all right. At wide. And the first one was he was he at Coventry of you? Yeah, he was at Coventry. He's, he's well known now. I mean, there's. There's one majestic goal that showed uh, at Wembley, showed on all FA Cup days, and it's actually going to be a stamp uh, printed now that you can get a stamp with this goal on it. Really? Is that the yeah. one? Is that the one? Um, is it Houchin scored the header? Is that the one? Houchin scores the header, yeah. And is it the cross that Dave Bennett? Dave Bennett, yeah, Benno. Yeah. 
Now, there's two reasons why I've, I've mentioned Ben. I was being up there almost a long time. It wasn't for me, Ricky had got a little bit more than Benno, but Benno was uh, given the ball. And he, for his, I mean, he, the semi final, nobody realised the ball against Leeds United at Sheffield, the ball is going out of play. Mickey Adams is on his backside, seeing the ball out of play. Benno technically has come round on his, on his backside, scooped the ball back into play, got on his feet, crossed it, and we've scored to get through to the cup line. Uh, people think I was just a sliding chance. The technique was there. Benno uh, is as brave as they come, but he's, he's not going to get hurt. But his technique and what he'd done that day, I mean, if you ever get a chance to watch that game, Leeds United in the semi-final at Sheffield, Sheffield wins his ground. So Benno done fantastic. Uh, and so, yeah, he, he was a, he's a great little player. Uh, uh, I must, he's probably watching this, so I've had to give him a game. Because uh, he, <laughs> uh, he, lives, he lives around the corner from me. He's one of my best mates. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's, he's first on the subs list. That's what he is. He's first on the subs list, yeah. Was great, great player. Uh, but I could only find the two players I could pick from out there. So, Ricky, yeah. tricky Ricky, Ricky Hill. I think you yeah. described him perfectly in what you were talking about. Every single way you described him was absolutely bang well, on. You remember the game? I don't know if you was watching all the times. No, Ricky, I, 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 but on his head, was it? We, we, no, we, we were playing Peterborough United in the FA Cup at Luton. And the ball's come to him in the air. And he's took the pace out of the ball with his head. And he's kept it up about three times, walking past players because they can't get to him. <laughs> and I said, he's dropped his shoulder. The defender's gone one way. He's let the ball drop in and smacked it in the back of the net. It's a <sighs> terrific goal. But he had so much about him, so many other things. That, uh, it'd be, I could be here all night talking about Raquel, you know, yeah. his biggest fan, uh, because he made me a better player than I was. So uh, all credit to him. Yeah, right. definitely. So he's on the right. Yep. Who is on the left? Again, two or three players that uh, I played with that were, you know, really, really good footballers for 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 the different reasons. Uh, I played with one player down the left who he gave him the ball and he would run at you and run at you, run at you, and he would keep going and keep prodding away and trying to get find ways through or behind defenders. And uh, he worked his socks off. And he could also play at left back, which was very, very useful. But he, he was a, a really, really good player. Uh, there was a couple of things missing from his game. Uh, but that didn't make him a bad player. That made him like the rest of us. There was something missing in all our games. And, um, but he was a, a really, really good left-sided player. Terrific. Uh, Played with him for a few years and, uh, yeah, just great fella as well. And there's, a, there's another left-sided player that uh, he worked his socks off, but he was never going to get hurt and he was never going to head a ball. Not if he didn't <laughs> have to. <laughs> he argues over that. We've spoken yeah, to him about he does. that. He, he does. puts up a very good story about why he, the, yeah. the, the belief he doesn't head a ball. He argued. Yeah, and, uh, he went on for about a 10-minute rant about why people say that. <laughs> well, I... Uh, I, I mean, I, I played with this fellow for six years and uh, we, uh, we we hit it off straight away as friends. Uh, I spoke to him a couple of days ago. Um, his daughter has just pinged me about just before I come on there. He's got a surprise. I better not say anything on there. <laughs> it's his birthday next week. So uh, 
you got a bit of a surprise and uh, Oh, oh, you'll be all right. It, it, won't, it, won't, it won't be out before next week. It won't be out before next. then, so you're yeah. So you're oh, all right. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. So I mean, you're the left-sided player. You know, it's it's obvious who it is. But uh, the funniest thing I ever seen him do uh, down over by the the uh, the bobber stand in the top left-hand corner. We've got a corner, and he's going to take it, and he's kicked the flag instead of the ball. <laughs> it was these were days when. You couldn't put the ball almost completely out of that little semicircle. Right. It had to be in it uh, because nowadays they put it right on the edge. So a bit of the ball is on. It's like the offside. How far can you get it out of there? But yeah. back in the day, you had to be in that area. And Mossy's come and <laughs> kick the flag this one day. Well, obviously, like it's, we, we we just didn't then live it down for I don't know how many years. <laughs> so, yeah, so... In that, moment, in, in that moment, do you laugh at him, in the game? Would you go over and laugh at him? Would you just stop or would you just not? What do you do in that moment as, well, as, we, as players? Because yeah. you're kind of a bit awkward. <laughs> we actually stopped and laughed. We were all laughing because he's only kicked it about three foot in front of him. Of course, they've gone to it. His defender's gone to get clear it. He's put a foot there. It's gone for a goal kick. So, of course, we, you know, we've got time to sort of recoup a little bit and, you know, reorganise. But we're all still laughing at what's he kicking the flag. So, as you, no, no, you, you know, it's like in the dressing room. Yeah. He, he, got, he got absolutely hammered later on. <laughs> Slaughtered. Yeah, so... so well, Mossy, one of Who's the other one? Is the other one at Coventry? Yeah. You've, you've mentioned him already, Andrew, I think. I have, yes. Yeah. And Andrew's Miguel. mentioned him as well. You, you, the clue yeah. what he gave me, what made me think it's him, when you said he can play fullback as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what, Mickey? Yeah, Mickey Adams is yeah. a great lad on the left. Worked his socks off up and down there. He hadn't got. He, he was a slightly different player to, to to Mossy. Mossy could come inside. He could go outside. He could he could pop the ball off. He he got an array of tricks and stuff. But uh, with Mickey and Mickey more direct. You give him the ball. He wants to get past it, and he's going to take you know his pace against yours. And you know more often than not, he, he got by defenders, and he, he done a great job. Hence, you know, he went on a great career, didn't he? You know, Leeds United and wherever yeah. else. So, uh, yeah, the two players out there. Excellent. So we'll go to the middle of the park. Middle of the park, right. Uh, we'll start with one player that's, uh, 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 you know, I'll start with him. Uh, we, we, it, it, as a midfield, you always need a general in midfield, somebody that's going to take control of the midfield and uh, organise and, do things that some of us can't do. You can take control of situations and, you, you know, raise the spirits when you need them raising. Uh, you haven't always got to be the best footballer in the world, uh, but you could lead by example. So this first player I'm going to mention, led by example, you know, he was a fist in his hand type of guy. Uh, he was very vocal. Uh, you don't see it anymore, you know. When was the last time you've seen a player... Uh, a player go to another player. Hey, get back here, get him picked up too. You don't see it anymore. You know, you see a centre-half come and clear the ball and, you know, he's doing his job and they're high-fiving one another. I think, what's that all about? He's doing his job. Well, this fella done his job and you had to do your job. And uh, if you didn't, he was on your back. But we used to have a, a thing at the club. There's about four, about four or five of the lads could look after ourselves and we'd look after the other lads you know, if they were getting a bit of a hard time, you know, we we, we certainly didn't have to look, look after the likes of Mickey Arford. 
you know, he would look after himself. But we had players, you know, Walshie, Steeny, Mossy. There's one or two of the lads that were getting kicked about. So every now and again, you know, you'd, you'd go into a position which would give you an opportunity to, to say, lads, you know, we can dish it out as well if we have to. Uh, but this fellow was more than that. He was more than that. He was, he was, a, he was a great teammate. He pulled people together. And if there was a if there was a dispute and argument, which there was at times, we had one or two real uh, get-togethers between players where we had to go in and hey, hey, lads, back it up. Only because we wanted to win, only because we wanted to play well. Uh, so temper has got. So he was there to calm that down. So for for that, he's one of my uh, players that I would play in may play in midfield. Was he captain? So captain. He was a captain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brian, Andrew, you got it. yeah. Brian Horton. Brian Horton. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant player. And, and as you, you said, did, he knew what his job was. Did you ever get yeah. the did you ever get the, the knobby stare, the glare? Oh, I got that off him. <laughs> <laughs> he used to give that to the kids if the kids weren't the Amis. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I got the but Nobby knew though. If, if if things were getting a bit you know, Walshie, Walshie and Steenie used to get kicked out of it, and Mosty, uh, and Hilly even. But Ricky could look after himself a little bit. We weren't thugs. We didn't go out wanting to hurt anybody else. But at the same time, you know, hang on, you ain't going to come here to little old Luton Town and think you can walk all over us because it ain't going to happen. Uh, so sometimes you have to have a little bit of steel in it. And as I said, I, I probably, I mean, when Pleaty signed me, if I could just go back a little bit, he's, he signed me, uh, he signed six new players. There was a fellow called Steve Sherlock, David Moss, Bob Barton, Mark Hazelwood, myself, and one other I can't think of at the moment. Anyway, we've all sat there in the press conference uh, to introduce. There's all the press there, the papers, the, the photographers. There must have been about a dozen people. And he's pleaded sat there in holding court. He said, ladies and gentlemen, to my left, this fellow here doesn't need any introduction. He, he's played at... Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Birmingham City, Huddersfield Town, he reeled off a load of clubs. Yes, we're well, I want to welcome Bob Atten to the club. And they'll give him a little ripple of, yeah, well, so he goes over to David Moss on my right hand side here, a player that's, when you see him play, you're going to know exactly why he's brought him. He can go by players inside, he can go by outside, he can knock the ball off, run with the ball, best penalty take ever. I'd like to introduce to David Moss. So, everybody, a little round of applause. They come to me, he says, This lad on my right here. Everybody's looked up. He said, let me tell you, this lad cannot play. And I'm sitting there, and I'm a young kid just coming to the This lad cannot play. He said, but let me tell you, I've got to use a little bit. He said, let me tell you, he can stop them bastards that can. So I'm in there somewhere. It was a bit, sorry about the language, but that was right. what he said to the press conference. That I couldn't play, but I could stop them that could. There was a compliment in there somewhere, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's, he's a character, David Plate, isn't he? He really yeah. is. He really is. So, do you still go to the um, the catch ups and stuff they all do as well? I organise them. Oh, I'm, okay. Get, we get together. Uh, we, we're getting together again in a few couple of months' time. Yep. Uh, we meet in Coventry because Coventry logistically is good for London, Nottingham, Manchester, and and you. It's a live round by Coventry. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're putting all the work to organise it. Yeah, I organise the golf and everything. So, uh, so we yeah uh, we have some great. It's amazing, you know. We're talking almost forty years on, 
and we're we're still a group of players out of our squad at the time. There's still 14 or 15 turn up for the weekend away golfing. Uh, Pleat is there. Uh, John Sheridan. Uh, oh, who was the other coach? Uh, you probably knew him, Marv. Trevor Hartley. Yeah, Trevor Hartley. Yeah, so yeah, so it's a great, great team spirit. Great, still there together. And it says so, everything, the fact it's coaching staff and players. That's what yeah. says everything, I think. Yeah, yeah. I could, uh, so, um, am I all right to keep sort of go, going off on a tangent every now and then? Yes, it's good. Yes, feel free. Great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so I said earlier on, you know, we finished finish training on a Tuesday. Man. Have you been there? Finish at one o'clock. Uh, we always have Wednesdays off. So uh, I used to live up in the, live up in the Midlands still because of my business. So I was straight back after training, up in the office, sort the office work out. Wednesday, I'd go on to sites and out while I've done it. So I've gone on the sites one day, we're demolishing a factory. And I looked up and I seen all these bricks, loose bricks, and the wind was blowing a little bit. I thought they're going to come down in a minute. The lads had gone off to have their dinner. So I got a ladder, put it up the wall, went up the top. It's a real high, I mean, it's a double height ladder. I'm tapping the bricks off to knock them safe. And the bloody ladders fell, didn't it? And I fell from about, it must have been about the best part of 30-odd foot uh, onto a load of rubble at the bottom. Well, my ankles went like that. So anyway, it killed me. Drove down to training the next day, uh, Thursday morning. Got down there at 8 o'clock. John Sheridan's in early. I said, John, my ankle, mate, my ankle. I showed it was black and blue. Both of them were. But I just showed him the one. So I gave him my right ankle. I said, I said, what do you do? I said, I've got a puncture. So I was changing my tie, kicking the spanner thing, and it caught me leg. So I can't tell them I'm working or on a building site. But if you were playing West Bromwich Albion, <laughs> I'm sat there at the Albion. So I uh, I got and started giving me treatment, told them that was what happened. Treat me all day and afternoon into the early evening. I was out there the following morning, starts treating me again till lunchtime. But of course, my left ankle is still as bad. I've had no treatment on it. So about dinner time-ish, he finishes uh, treating me on that ankle. We go for some, a quick cup of tea and that. I come back and get my left ankle out and I put it on the bench. So, of course, John Sheridan says, that ain't the bruising's come up again, Kirk, hasn't it? He said, I've got that almost down before dinner. And he treat me away, not noticing to start with. I'd swap legs. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, he's looking at me, he says, hang on. When I was treating that one, I could see the clock. Now I'm treating this one. I can't see the clock on Facebook. the way. He said, have you changed ankles? And I said, I'd cough it to him. I said, they have, John. I said, but if the careful finds out, he's going to find me probably a fortnight's wager or whatever, how long am I injured? So he said, I said, can you get me right? Could have very long story short. Sat, Saturday morning, we turned up at Albion. I had a couple of uh, injections uh, to numb the pain in the ankles. And I played. And a great game. I really had a good game for the first sort of 70 minutes, 75 minutes. And then the painkiller wore off. Was I in pain for the last 15 minutes? And I had to cough it to bleed you as well afterwards. So uh, that was my end of my building on me, my, on me days off anyway. So, yeah. Especially got up with 30 Sheridan, foot ladders. <laughs> the, the reason I'm telling you the story is I've told John Sheridan all this and he hasn't said nothing to the gaffer. He's kept it. You know, I've told him as a player in sort of secret sort of thing. But anyway, yes. Basha, how long then was that now into your? Luton career that you was working uh, like that was that a couple of years or a year or how long yeah, was yeah. that then? 
It was two years into it. Is it two I years? I don't. I don't think it was the year we won promotion. I think it's the we'd won promotion. It's the year after. Yeah, it's the year after we'd won promotion. So you're still climbing ladders and knocking bricks down when you're in the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine nowadays? Oh gosh. Can you imagine some of these players that come up from the championship and then they... <laughs> I'm just trying to think of it like Max Arams and those type of players at Norwich and whatnot. Can I tell you, I've joined Coventry in 85, wherever it was, uh, during the summer. So I come up in the summer and we're doing a job at Highfield Road at the ground. Uh, and Elton John's on, that, on the ground that day uh, or that evening and they got an emergency. We had to tarmac this uh, pathway that had to be done for health and safety, otherwise they're going to cancel the concert. So I've gone with the lads to give them a hand. So I'm on a tarmac rake, raking tarmac, and all the fans are queuing in to get the pre-season the season tickets, and I'm raking. You can see them nudging one another. So that's like Kirk Stevens over there. And you're signing. Now it can't be. And there I am, raking away, until I know a couple of them in the crowd, they say, Kirk, how are you? So I'm great, how are you? I'm living the dream, ain't I? So I'm from my own town club and still it just wouldn't happen now it would never happen no yeah. anyway. fantastic next to Brian Horton we have I had a choice here I got one player he was so skillful it was un- unbelievable so skillful he had that much ability on the ball he could pass the ball he could read the game uh, uh, and he was just a, a great a really really good footballer that Unfortunately, uh, he, he had a bad injury, uh, which did re- restrict him a little bit. But he came back from the injury and still was a good footballer, uh, a good footballer, terrific player. So he could spray the ball about and, you know, he could read the game. And So he would be one of our mid- midfielders. The other one was completely different. He was a little player, could get the ball. He's the fastest player I've seen running with the ball at his feet in control. You know, you talked about uh, Maradona earlier on, running past the players, going one to the other. This lad was, uh, he was no, he wasn't a Maradona, but he was, uh, he was a cracking little footballer. But what he could do, he could get the ball off you and he ran at defenders and he, he, he created opportunities for other people. Uh, and uh, he, he probably would make my starting 11. Uh, mm. And he's a little, little known fella. Uh, was he? Was he? Was this player um, at Coventry? Yes, he was. Yeah. Was uh, it? Was his name Mickey Jim? Mickey Jim. Yes. If you watch the cup final, uh, Mickey destroyed Spurs, just running at defenders, uh, and yeah, he was just brilliant with the ball. You know, he he, he was he was only five foot nothing, and he's uh, just a bundle of energy. But a yeah. good football, he could pass the ball well. But he created loads for the team because he ran at defenders. Marv, you know, the worst thing I like want is a, a striker to be running at me at pace. God, right. bitch. You know, you know, I'm, well, you know I was quick, but it, there's times when I'm gonna, I've got to take some other sort of action here. He, he can't get behind me. It's the ball or him, not both of them. Well, Ginny was brilliant at getting by defenders. Uh, so, yeah, it was, so it was between Ginny... And this other player. Who the other and, one is? Uh, I don't know who the other one is. Andrew? Is, it, is everyone a Luton player? Yeah. Was he, was he um, 
He got an Italian? Italian. Oh. Italian. Oh, you got yeah. Lil. Lil. Lil for Chilio. Yes. Yeah, what before he broke his leg, Lil was a hell of a player. Uh, he was left pegged, he was he was arrogant with it a little bit like and uh but he broke his leg and he, he was never ever the player, you know, that he was before he broke his leg. Uh so but I wanted to put him in there amongst it because he would have been without the leg break, he would have probably may have just squeezed into the side. Yeah. But I had to have Brian Orton in the side because you know, you know, you you, you build a, a team on, you know, on the spine. You, know, you have a great goalkeeper, centre half, central midfield player, and a centre forward. Uh, and we we've got that at Luton. So Definitely. yeah, so, Definitely. So yeah. Mickey's in there. Mickey's right. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to go strike force. We're going to go and see how this team finishes off, Kirk. So whichever one you're going to do, are you playing both. Up front, or are you playing yep. big man, little man, or are you doing one off? You're doing number 10 and number nine? Well, I'm playing both up front. Yep. But one could play off the other. Yep. Uh, and depending on their uh, ability to play with each other, if they could play with each other, then uh, you'd have to get that. So one of the first first lads I've mentioned, uh, strong lad, so strong is untrue. He could score goals for fun. Uh, if you give him... Uh, a couple of yards to get pace at you. He was going to just go by you and score goals. He was great to play with. He could hold the ball up. He could knock balls about. He was, uh, for us, uh, a terrific striker. And he is a definite contender as for one of three or four that I would have picked. Was, it, was, was that one you're talking about now and play for England? Playing. Did he play for England? International. Yes, he did play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did he play that, for another Midlands most, club? Most of my players, most of them played Mid- for England, though. So uh, most of them played for Mid- England. Did he play for West Brom? He did play for West Brom, yeah. And we know who he is anyway, yeah. Cyril yeah. Regis. Cyril Regis. Yeah, bless him. God bless. bless God bless. Him. Yeah, we uh, we became, I played at Coventry together. Uh, terrific player, terrific person. Uh, got on great with the lads. And... Uh, I mean, so powerful, you know, he, he was strong and when he was running with the ball and if he was ever, you, you, you couldn't let him build up, get into his stride because he'd destroy you. So, um, yeah, he was uh, a terrific uh, player. So, very, I mean, I think I'm he's fortunate to play against him. I was fortunate to play against him. Like you said, strong. Yeah. And he was like solid. Yeah. Like, he's just solid, literally. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I've got another player that probably... His centre of gravity is unbelievable. How the fella got his body in positions where he could twist and turn. And uh, and he wasn't the biggest player in the world, but the, probably one of the most skillful and talented players I've, I've probably ever played with. He, he got England caps uh, and deserved them. If, if it had been with a bigger club, he would have got more. Uh, but what, what a player. He scored goals for fun. And... Uh, yeah, he had an understanding with our strike force at the time. That, you know, if one player come out of the hole, the other one would go into the hole. I didn't, as a fullback, I didn't have to look up to see who was where. I just put the ball down in the spaces because I knew one of them would be there. So, but this player in particular, uh, unbelievable. I've seen score goals like just, just so like I watch 
I watch them on Match of the Day sometimes on the big match revisited. Uh, and I, I look back and think, God, did did he really play that well? Did he really do that? And he did, yeah. So he, he was brilliant. So he is a definite contender. Yep. And that's it. And Brian Sting. Ooh. No. Walsh. Paul Walsh, I was going to say. Paul Walsh, yeah. Oh, the only reason I did go Walshy was because you said if he'd have been at a bigger team, he'd have got more England caps. And I was kind of, but Walshy went to Liverpool. So surely that's why yeah, I went to Stingy, because you threw me with that comment. He didn't get an England cap, so did he, while he was Liverpool? No, no, but but the comment you made, yeah, I was kind of, that threw me off. So that's why right. I went Stingy. Well, off. Yeah. So, but I did say his centre of gravity, because he was a small... Yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was... Unbelievable. It never fell over. You know, if he's that down low, he would get back up again, but strong for, for a small lad. And his anticipation, like, Marv, you know, when you're playing down the right side, and if one of the lads was in the hole, he'd peel out. And you're just not yeah. going, you know, well, should be going in there. And, oh, it's just fantastic to play with. Just absolute heaven. So he was a, he's a definite contender. Yep. Um, the, the next one I've got is uh, he's got this ability to beat defenders with without hardly moving. Uh, you know, he could you give him a ball and he would drop a shoulder and you would go and he just turn the other way in one movement. He would anticipate things in the box. His anticipation was unbelievable. Uh, was never the never the bravest in the world, but never frightened to get a head in there or get a foot in there. He would put a foot in for the team. Uh, but he, he, he again he scored goals for fun. He, 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 some of the things he'd done were uh, you don't you don't appreciate some of the things until you see them again late in later years like I do right. now. I think that is magnificent what he's just done there. But I was playing when he done it. So why didn't I appreciate it then? It's because I probably accepted it because he was part of the team and it's what he'd done. So uh, another uh, you, another great, great player that he's done. Is he the one you just mentioned, bro, Andrew? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Bruno Steen. Brian Steen, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so there you go. I've got Brian Steen, I've got Silver Regis, I've got Paul Walsh, and uh, you know, you've got Maradona, Pelle and uh, Ronaldo, but you can only pick two. <laughs> so sack those Barcelona type players off. Let's go down. Let's go back down to Kenilworth. <laughs> which, which, so, which two is which two are you going for? Uh, I mean, Cyril Regis was unbelievable and God bless him. He was fantastic. But I didn't quite have enough time with him to appreciate him totally. And, uh, you know, my heart was saying, I should have him in my team just for, you know, you know for being who he was and what he was. But uh, Steen and Walsh together were absolutely yeah. formidable pairing. They were, you know, when you got Moss, um, Hill, Steen and Walsh up front. But, you know, I, I don't know how, apart from, you know, here's one for you. I didn't play with Mick because Mick joined just after I left. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Mick Alford had been there. What would I have done then? I don't know. I do remember Mickey Alford, uh, watching Mickey just after I signed and uh, they're playing Liverpool down at Luton and uh, Mark Lawrenson and Hanson are kicking Steeny all over the place and uh, Mick has said Steeny you've got to look after yourself they said what do you mean they said well you're not looking after yourself there's a way of looking after yourself and ball comes to Steeny whack one of them done him again so the next ball comes in Mick shouts over Steeny I'm going for the next ball just clear off out of the way so the ball's coming in it's in mid-flight Hansen's behind him. 
Mick, Big Mick's gone up the ball. Hansen's jumped up with him. And Big Mick has gone, bang, <laughs> and knocked him out, <laughs> jumping for the ball. But he was jumping with his elbows. Yeah. Right. So I'm not suggesting it was a foul at all. He just <laughs> used his arms to get up and protect himself. He just but happened Mark to say that comment just before. <laughs> so Mark Lawrenson uh, uh, has gone round and the physios come on and they're getting the, the smelling salts down and trying to get him round again. And he's coming round and sort of get up. The physios up, you get the mark on, stretch off, get, not mark, yeah, get, get your legs going again, get it. He said, you can sod off. He said, there's no way I'm going back off there. Fetch us someone. And he walked off the pitch. <laughs> Mick Alfred says, that's how you look after yourself, Steve. <laughs> Probably not the best thing and the right thing in the world, but hey, these things happen and they go on. And I've seen some things going on in football, and I'm sure mine has as well. Then. You know, you know, I've seen players actually kick out of people, you know, and almost deliberately break a leg. I don't want to mention any names, but there's one particular player, and he was he was horrible. He was just a horrible, nasty player, and uh, towards the end of his career, broke his leg. And he, I don't, I didn't see one word of sympathy from anywhere. And I thought, well, you know, just everyone thought karma. Mm. Yeah, karma. Everyone thought karma's caught you up. Yep. So Steenie and Walsh up top, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to take Steenie Walsh up front. Yeah. Fantastic. Now. Which manager, though, is going to, I mean, lead this well, 11 you've I, picked? Yeah, I could uh, I could tell you about a few managers. So I've got one manager uh, that wants to play football. I've got another manager that just wants to get the ball in the box. And then I've got another manager. He got a bleeding clue what he was doing. The funniest manager I've ever played under. And I'm still good friends with him today. And, like, he hadn't got a clue, but he knew how to rant and rave at you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the funniest manager uh, I ever played under uh, was, uh, he, he's not the person I'd pick, but I had so much fun playing under him at his team. Uh, I, I was there for two years and it was absolutely unbelievable two years. Some of the things that we've done, some of the sites we've seen, some of the thing, places we went, it was incredible. Uh, as a manager, a tactical coach, he wasn't. As somebody to incentivise you and give you that real, let's get at them, lads. He was brilliant. Uh, so we'll leave him on the side for a minute. Yep. Another manager, I just wanted to get the ball. If he got the ball it, uh, and wanted to play football, I'd, I'd, I'd want the ball into feet. I'm used to playing balls into people's feet or into spaces, but that wasn't good enough for what I was supposed to do. Uh, this club was get the ball into the box. That's where you score goals. Uh, okay, there's lots of teams play that way, but we didn't. I hadn't played that way for for many years, so it is a strange game for me. And I couldn't, I couldn't cope with just kicking the ball all the time uh, into the box. I'm thinking that you create chances, but the football wasn't pretty, and I don't think you got the results. So that manager would be totally out of the running. So the third manager. Uh, as you, you, you all know that you know I had a fantastic relationship with yep. a, a manager uh, uh, he was like a father figure to me I remember to this day we had a meet the lads got together a few weeks ago uh, and they still take the beer out of me now you know we'll be sitting in the room and uh, he'll be there giving the team talk and I've got to name names here he'll say he'll get the ball out to Moss 
Moss get the ball inside to Horton. Horton play one twos off Steen. Steen get the ball back into Hill. And then Kirk will want you coming down the outside. Hill, Steen, Horton, Moss, Kirk. <laughs> this was all the time. So you can imagine the lads, can you? Oh, yeah, Kirky boy. Yeah, who's here? So we were together a few weeks ago, and the lads are all there. They're, they're, oh, we're all here, boss. Uh, Walsh is there, Steen's outside. Thomas is just coming in now. Turner's there. Oh, here's Kirk, boss. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what the manager done. He created this thing. He knew the lads took the piss of it. And so he, he created it for them. And it was created great. I must admit, I didn't mind. Like he, he, uh, he, he looked after me. And he, so I've got the three. I've eliminated one already. The other one, the other one, funniest fellow I've ever met in football. Uh, couldn't he could manage a football club? He couldn't coach one. Uh, and then obviously the last one, which is the one I'd probably choose. Yeah. Uh, for the last different. one, obviously, David Pleat. Second David one Pleat. was huh? first one was David. Yeah, the last one was David Pleat. Yeah. Yeah, please, yeah. Uh, one of them I can rule out. Uh, Which is Bobby Gold? Bobby Gold, yeah. 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 And the other Anything? one, I've got no idea. The There's funny one. Gold. Let me tell you about Bobby Gold, though. Go on. I've got some respect for him because he knew that I was a Coventry lad. He knew my story. He knew my history. He knew that I'd love to have ended my career at Coventry. I've gone there for a year or two just to... And he, he, uh, he wanted to get rid of... Uh, Ashley Grimes and Pleaty Fancy Grimes. So uh, I went in exchange for Ashley Grimes. So I've got Bobby Gould to thank for giving me the opportunity. But you, you know what it's like. You all want to play for your hometown club. Don't matter where you go in your career, to play for your hometown club is always a, an honour and a privilege. So uh, Gould gave me that chance. So to him, I'm really eternally grateful for that. But didn't c- couldn't cope with the football he wanted to play. And then there's the other manager. The funny so one. Was yeah, this, because you haven't, you haven't mentioned this other club. We haven't mentioned them because they weren't very prominent in my career, but were a, fan, a fantastic way to end my career with a club I went to because they were incredible. Andrew? I love the way you do that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, you should know these things. Right, okay, <laughs> to buy so myself some time. <laughs> I bet, no, I, went, I, I, no, I, 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 got, I can't think, no. I, don't I went to, to Nuneatonborough. Yeah. From there, I went to Luton Town. From Luton, I went to Coventry. Coventry. Packed up. Yeah. Retired for a, a year, maybe two. And then was asked by David Pleat to come out of retirement to ask a friend of his to go and help them get them in the football league. And would I play for them for a couple of seasons? Which I did. We got them out of the, out of the non-league into the football league. And then I left there. I'd done what I'd done. And I had uh, a year back at Nuneatonborough. And that was the end of my career. But that club. Oh, who was that club? Who was that club then? Well, if I tell you the chairman, you'll know it. Stan Flashman was the chairman. Oh. Barnet? Barry Fry. No, Barry Fry. He went, he went to Bar- is it Barnet? Barnet, Barnet. It's Barnet. Barnet. You got it. Barry Fry, Barnet. Yeah. Went to Barry Fry. Pleased he was best mates with Barry. And he asked me if I'd go and play for him, just sit at the back and help him. Um, I played with some Robert Codner. Do you remember Robert Codner? He went to Brighton. Yes, midfield, yes, Brighton. yes. Great, what a player. Played with yes. him. I played with uh, Davy Samson, Kevin's, uh, Kenny's brother. Davy Samson played up front. Robert Codner, uh, Glyn Creaser. The, there's some players we played with uh, in Brighton. They were unbelievable. Yeah. And 
whatever was good enough for Arsenal was good enough for Barnett under Stan's eyes. I mean, Stan was like, we all know he got tickets for everybody uh, and they had a business. He took me to, they, they took me to Barnett and I got treated like I'd never been treated at a football club. Uh, it, it was just unbelievable. To, uh, 18 months I had there with them. Um, so they got promotion back into the Football League and it was a fantastic time. But, but Baz is, he, uh, he knows how to encourage you. <laughs> He's a loose cannon. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the changing rooms. We draw a nil-nil at Dagenham. I'm on the pitch and Stan stands in his dead now, bless him. He's in the, in the stands and he's saying, Samson, Samson, get your ass back there. Samson, get your... And he's shouting orders to the team from outstanding as a chairman. Of course, Davy Samson wasn't having none of it. Uh, leave it out. And he swore back at him. Anyway, our time's come. We're in the changing rooms. We're all sitting there, nil-nil. It's not bad. We ain't playing very well, but it's nil-nil. And all of them, uh, Baz has got the, uh, somebody's got the tees. They're going around with the tees for the lads. The next minute, Baz walks in and kicks a tray over everybody. Tees gone everywhere. He's effing and blinding and all sorts, saying we're going to cost him his job. And like, all right, calm down, Baz. It's nil-nil. We'll be fine. So he shut the door. The next thing, the door bursts open again, almost got some injuries, and it's... It's uh, the chairman, uh, Stan Flashman. Get where's you, Samo? Come here, me. You are going to have it out now. And he wants to fight him in the dressing room. <laughs> I'm thinking, it's the chairman. The manager's just kicked tea over everybody's clothes. What the hell am I doing here? I can't believe oh. it. It was, but there was loads of occasions, things I can't tell you on here that went on, <laughs> not with the, because, only because of the language, but right. so funny. You just, if ever we get together off air, remind me to tell you this. When I signed for Barnet, it is so funny. So, anyway, yeah. So there's there's my managers. So your manager, you gone, David Pleat. Yeah, so I'm gonna go, David Pleat. Yeah, he's uh, he has been a father figure for. I'll say we still to this day. He still phones me up and asks me whether he should have a 54 inch or 74 inch television over his fireplace. Kurt, what do you think would suit me there? Because his wife's passed away, like you. I don't yeah. know. If you know yeah. 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 I'm your Kirk. Uh, I've ordered an American fridge for in the in my kitchen. Do you think it'll be too big for in there? I said, Dave, like, I don't know. He said, Can you pop down and have a look? Like, can I pop down like 60 mile down the M1 to come and have a look, see if his fridge will fit in the kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but Love it. Yeah, that's the sort of and I respect him to the hilt. He's uh, you know, he's done well. He's pleat is pleaty. He upset a few people, maybe, but who hasn't? Correct. No, definitely. Definitely. So we always like to finish off by asking, and you kind of alluded to it throughout the show, um, what you're up to these days, just to kind of catch up. So what's your current involvement and um, that type of thing? What are you currently doing? Yeah, I've got a construction company. I've always had it since the age of 17, I think it was, we started, something like that. Uh, Still running that. Um, My mum and dad have passed away now. They worked in the company and my two sisters. They've just retired. So my son runs a company with me now and my daughter's in there. We've got about 15, 20 employees. Uh, we, we, we pride ourselves in the fact that we've been about 44 years uh, and everybody respects us. A lot of the business I do is because of football relationships. Uh, a lot of people know me through the football. So it's fantastic. I love it. It gives me a reason to get up in the morning. And, uh, you know, I, I, I need that reason because I don't want it to be beer and golf. So, you know, I'm, up, I'm in the office at half six every morning. 
you know, last thing at night. Uh, but if you want me to come and have a game of golf over the next few days, I'd probably say, yes, I can, but it might take me a while to get there. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah, so life, life's good. Uh, if I could just, have you got time for one little quick story? Yeah, yeah of course, go on. Well, I mean, so when I go down to Luton now, it's, you know, it's, I'm sort of, uh, everybody welcomes me. It's, it's a real nice for you, have it. My view, you know what it's like, because you're well-respected people, like what you've done for the club and everything. So uh, everybody knows that I wasn't a prolific goal scorer, but I scored one really important goal in my life uh, and it, for Luton. And that was in the 89th minute uh, of a local derby. We haven't played for years. 89th minute, local derby at Watford, at Vicarage Road. And I score the winner in the 89th minute. So there's a carols out nowhere, the Lutons sing the Watford runaway. We will cheer forevermore because of Bash's goal on Boxing Day. But it goes on and on and on about my goal in Boxing Day. And then they bring out all sorts of things. I see this the face masks of me and Mike Saxby raising their arms like at the final whistle of beat Watford. So whenever I come down to Luton, there's and there's crowds of supporters, and they'll always come over and say, Bash, Bash, Bash. What about Liverpool in goal? I said, yeah, yeah, great. It's a memory. I had to do a bit in golf with Jake because he wouldn't look to it. And uh, what about Man City again? Yeah, yeah, great. But they all want to know about the goal at Watford. Bash, what about the Watford goal? What? Bash, yeah. What? I said, well, lads. So if I can talk you through this very, very quickly, because it was, you know, 35 years ago uh, yeah. plus, probably. And, uh, I'm, you know, my memory's going a lot now. And I've tried to remember bits of it. And I've got a crowd of people around me, like 10, 14 people. And I said, I said was it, a, it was a Boxing Day, wasn't it? And they said, yeah, yeah, Bash, Boxing Day. I said, am I right in saying that it was at 12.30 kickoff? I said, because my memory's gone a little bit. They said, yeah, yeah, Bash, 12.30 kickoff. I said, well, there's not much more I, I remember. Apart from, let me think, the memory's going, as I say. Apart from, I remember, Finley gets the ball. He rolls out to Hazelwood. Hazel played a one-two with Ricky Hill. Ricky Hill's put the ball off to Paddy Grealish, who's knocked into Steenie's feet. Steenie has swiveled on a sixpence and fed it out left to Mossy. Mossy has cut inside with the ball. This is all from memory, because my memory's going. Mossy has cut inside with the ball. Bob Atten's gone down the left wing, and he's done a reverse pass out the left wing, right on the byline. Bob Atten is going to cross it to the far post. I see a massive gap there. I've made a run, must have been 45 metres, got in at the far post, and bang, yes! I have scored the winning goal at Watford. But to be fair, lads, I don't remember too much about it. So if you can help me out. <laughs> so by now, when you've got a crowd of fanatical Luton supporters at Watford thing, and they're all, yeah, Bash, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, oh, by the way, there's 23,442 people there. <laughs> there was. So you'd say that was the greatest moment in Luton shirt. Uh, one of them. I mean, winning, stopping up when we beat Manchester Man City the last game of the season. You know, we needed to win. They needed to draw, stop up. You know, forty-two thousand there. It was like, oh. Who was David running? Was David running towards you to give you a hug? It was. It was David was just running blind. Just running. The, the, the emotions. Uh, he ended up running to Brian Orton in the end, but he was just running over towards the Luton supporters. And but you know, we've all got our fantastic memories. And that yes. was one of them. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Excellent. I want to say on behalf of myself and Marv, 
um, thank you so much for spending your time and taking time out of your day um, to be on the yeah. pod. It was lovely yeah, thanks, hearing Basha. from you. Um, and, and that was Kirk Stevens, my best 11.